Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Lucy and I'm a personal trainer. And I'm Flora and I hate running. And welcome to Run the Track for all you runners out there. And all the people who hate running. Listen to us talk about our favourite tracks, play some of it to you. And generally just try to help you get to the end of a run without stopping. So should we start with the stretch? Oh, yeah. If you are going to run alongside the podcast, feel free to follow Lucy, the PT, with a stretch right now. Okay, so we're going to do a Goldman Sachs stretch. (laughs) It's actually, wait, I'm going to go into it slowly. (laughs) Okay, so interlace your hands and then turn your palms up towards the ceiling and extend your arms up. That's it. Inhale. And then exhale, come to the side. So tilting the body to the side, getting that nice stretch along the side of the body. Come back to centre. And then inhale up. Exhale, come over to the other side. Basically, our arms are stretched above our head. So inhale up, like raising that spine, and then come over to the left-hand side. And then coming back. Stretching all the way down the side. Really nice. And then I want you to (laughs) un-interlace. Your fingers coming out wide. Mm -hmm. And this is the power stance. So this is what they do at Goldman Sachs. We're going to raise your hands up to the sky and just say, I'm fucking amazing. I'm fucking amazing. I've got this. I've got this. Done. Shit. Do you feel any different? They actually, do they actually do that at Goldman Sachs? They do that in the toilets before like meetings. What, as like an office policy? It's called a power stance. So it's like creating like a different energy in your body. They actually reported quite bad earnings <laughs> they, <laughs> at the beginning of 2022. I actually know that because I've been watching Bloomberg News in the office. So they're a very impressive company and I don't want to undermine Goldman Sachs, but better luck in 2023, guys. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to episode tres. Trois. 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 Episode three. And this is Run the Track. This is Run the Track. And what do we do in Run the Track, Lucy? We run, we walk, we roll. We talk about the music that gets us motivated to help get you through a run or to help you sit and think about going on a run. And through that, we will slowly and incrementally boost your runs, your progressions um, with your fitness, enhance your mood. We also just chat shit. Constant. Yeah, we just like to talk about the music that helps us get through runs and we theme it every week. Maybe sometimes we'll have a guest, but other times we'll just have a theme. And today our theme is anxiety. What does that mean, Lucy? We've got to break it down. A lot of people are literally going to be hungover listening to this, so they need it broken You're down. hungover and you're feeling anxious maybe about what you behaved like last night. Oh, God. Or maybe it's just a mood, like a, a physiological mood in the stomach or like Ooh. in the chest. But that's just completely natural. <laughs> I read this quote, today you borrow tomorrow's happiness. What comes up must come down. If you're like having the best night ever till 4am, fine. But tomorrow you are going to slightly suffer. 
That's just oh. the way that the body works. Who said that quote? Today you borrow tomorrow's happiness. I don't know, but... Girl in the smoking area. <laughs> she was so jokes. Could you just like maybe quickly break down the science of anxiety? <laughs> Why are you making break down everything? <laughs> so I'm wearing a suit today uh, because I've come from a, a smart job. So Come from Dragon's Den. <laughs> so it's given me, me quite a like investigative no not invest it's given me a superior i would say i feel like yeah. you're looking down on me a bit yeah i am because the tailoring is so sharp that's why i'm being quite what is the word inquisitorial Finding okay so alcohol is basically depressant we all know that okay love which that. affects the brain's natural level of happiness like the chemicals mm-hmm. like serotonin dopamine and then basically because you're getting such a boost of this yeah then the next day obviously then you become deficient of those chemicals Fuck. which is what anxiety is People then attach it to things they've done the night before or like have you messaged someone on Instagram saying fit flame emoji or like overthinking things that have happened when actually it's a chemical and it's a body response to overdoing it. Yeah, I've definitely suffered from that. A coping mechanism of the brain is to attach it to things like tangible things. If you look at it in that sense, like how we're saying it. So as a PT, if my clients come to me and they're anxious, that's a physiological response. So why don't you deal with that physiologically, which is running or having sex (laughs) (laughs) or wanking? Do you ever say that as a PT? Be like, why don't you just go and get laid and then come back to me, yeah? No, I would never say that. Okay. It would be really creepy. I think I'd lose a lot of clients. (laughs) Or gain a lot of clients. That is a big ask, I think, when people are hungover to go on a run. Maybe you're listening to this right now thinking, yeah, I know a run would do me good, but I'm anxious. I'm hungover, I'm anxious, like I'm not going on a run. What could you do to get someone that's hungover right now, like farting in bed, up and out the door? So in that state, and we're not talking about, by the way, really, really hungover. Yeah. And you're feeling a bit like, oh, I can do it tomorrow. Actually, it can really help you if you go on a run because it will basically deplete your cortisol levels, which are also connected to the brain, which is what's creating this anxious feeling. So if you deplete the cortisol, then your anxiety will go away. Plus, I think like mentally, knowing that you've like achieved something as little as it can literally be a 10 minute really slow run where you're walking at points. It will just make you feel quite like a warrior. Ooh, instead of a warrior. I'm going to ask you, and I want you to tell me true, Lucy Zaza, when was the last time when you were really hungover, you got up and were like, I'm going to go on a run. I just can't see that happening in my life. Mm. I know a run would make me feel better, but I just want to have a shower. Actually, a shower helps, actually. So you were going to say shag? No, actually, that's the last thing I'd want to do really hungover. I mean, I have, like, around Christmas time. Because I find Christmas time, anyway, this is kind of like a side subject, quite anxiety-provoking. Because it's quite intense and you feel like you have to be like full on all the time. Yeah. So I quite like having me time running and then Mm. come back and you're like a bit reset and then you can have a shower and it's like washing away the anxiety. That's so true. And almost if you're going to be hungover and have a day of like sitting in front of the TV, a duvet day, you'd feel more justified doing that if you've been on at least like a tiny little run. The differences of the self-talk with me having done nothing, slobbing around all day in literally like a pig and shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Or me having gone on a mini run, cleaned up the apartment. Cleaning is so good. Cleaning so good. Washing. <laughs> showering. Yeah, no, sh- showering. Which we so always big. say, like, it's these basic things. We should have a, <laughs> we should have a, shower, a shower podcast. <laughs> yeah. Get through that shower. Just turn that hot tap on. These are the <laughs> tracks we love to listen to in the shower. Yeah. 
Did you see there was a recent Guardian article about anxiety? Said Amy Fleming, The Guardian, David Nutt, and you can read all about the science. But something he does say that's interesting is the reason you want to go for another drink when you're hungover is because your body is trying to like rebalance all the weird amounts of serotonin and stuff that it's lost. But his main advice is never treat anxiety with hair of the dog. When people start drinking in the mornings to get over their anxiety, then they're in the cycle of dependence. It's a very slippery slope. So if you're feeling the anxiety and you're at, it's really bad, actually ride it out. Don't try to avoid it because riding it out is so much better than having another drink, which is only going to delay the inevitable and be really shit. Go on a run. Don't have another drink. You're so tempted to have a Bloody Mary right now, but that is just going to fuck your whole week up and you're going to be crying at work. So just maybe go on a run. Exactly. Or just listen to this podcast and let it inspire you for another day. Um, people are jealous of you. And with this, I'm going to kick off with one of my first songs, if that's all right. Yeah, give us a song that's going to help with a hang... Hangxiety over. I just want to say this is my way of telling you everything I could never say before. Yeah, this is my way of telling you that every day I'm loving you so much more because you believed in me. So that was Jerry Rafferty right down the line. And the song's about how he sings about a woman that he's in love with who's been with him throughout his unstable times. So I was thinking like of switching about how the woman's so amazing to how amazing running is. (laughs) (laughs) If I should doubt myself, if I'm losing ground, I won't turn up to someone else. They'd only let me down. So it's being like, running's always got your fucking back. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, that was released in 1978. It feels like an Alka-Seltzer. Is that an American drug? No, no. Uh, sorry. Got it in my cabinet right now. <laughs> I just take Calpol. You're saying the song is soothing. Yeah, I feel like it settles people's nerves. I felt instantly calmed by that song. And it's so true. Having something that's going to like something like running or someone or maybe like a pet or like an activity that you like, something you can turn to. Maybe just Netflix. Yeah. Always there. Emily in Paris. Cheers. So series two. Yeah, cheers. Series two. Apart from Jerry. Is he, is he out of it now? Oh, yeah, he's like in jail. I think really look out for your energy, basically. That's all I'm suggesting. And I feel mm. like this song is really soothing on an anxiety or hangover in general. Like you are a little bit more vulnerable. You have to look after yourself in this time. Yeah. And I also feel like Sometimes like going on a run, say, when you're hungover, it's like, oh, my body's amazing. And it puts you back into like a state of I'm here, I'm present. I would say if you're a competitive runner, competitive runners would not be listening to this podcast. If you're a competitive (laughs) runner, turn this off. If you're someone that likes to record their runs a lot and Strava and stuff, maybe take the anxiety run as a moment to not worry about that. The fact you're just not in bed is such a huge thing. Exactly. Because I would say, like, with my clients, I, a lot of, I think, PTs make the mistake of, like, pushing themselves and their clients, 10 out of 10, maybe 11 out of 10, which is so bad for, like, your cortisol levels, your oh. anxiety within the body. Actually, you should be working out 7 out of 10, doing that more times in the week 
and therefore like you're doing periodically <laughs> mm. more work throughout the year in general we're casual runners if runners at all we just find that podcasting helps with encouraging us ourselves to run also if you're running on a hangover take that down to like four out of ten like literally don't put any pressure on yourself we all have good days and bad days a hangover is naturally going to be it's not your best day physically go on your run run away eat, sleep hide yourself wash that's your main focus i always think like on a hangover think about it tomorrow there's no point now you're like worrying how people were judging you because you remember how you were but actually everyone was really drunk if it's making you unhappy to the yeah. point where like that's happening quite a lot then maybe reassess a bit like reevaluate like how many drinks you're having maybe have some water in between like the typical standard advice yeah, but... no, that is good advice and let's say there was someone who didn't embarrass themselves that night they'll embarrass themselves another night and you won't yeah <sighs> do you want to go for your next song yes <laughs> she said i'm gonna mix it up right here in the sink it smelled like paper time it looked like india ink i held my nose i closed my eyes i took a drink i didn't know it was a day or night I started kissing everything in sight But when I kissed the cop at 34th and Vine He broke my little bottle of love potion number nine Oh my god I'm not even going to lie, that was like my favourite that you've ever done Really? Oh my god, thank you Not that I wrote it or had anything to do with it That was The Clover's Love Potion number nine I'll tell you why I chose this song one day I was feeling anxious. Maybe it was just anxious, I can't remember, but I was feeling stressed and I love cleaning. And then I just put on like a playlist I downloaded ages ago on Apple Music. Doo-wop classics. 1940s close harmony groups from like early R&B, America. And then this song just like really stuck out to me. Really calmed me down. Obviously I wasn't running, so for everyone running right now, I'm sorry. As a genre... It was so calming. I've never heard of doo-wop. Doo-wop? What does that mean, doo-wop? Well, well, I did a little bit of research on it because I don't know too much about it. But it was just like a genre of like close singing harmony groups, R&B influenced from the 40s into the 50s. It got really popular in the 50s. Very like slickly dressed, but like started on like street corners in like New York and Baltimore. Very African-American. It says doo-wop because the main harmony is like proper words but doo-wop is kind of the sound that the harmonies in the background make grease is a really kitschy version of it like it's it's not proper doo-wop music but it's that vibe so do you think that was a soother for you it was so soothing and then that song itself just really stood out to me because a lot of them i didn't quite find a melody to fully latch onto, but that one really has one written by lieber and stoller two songwriters in the 50s and they wrote loads of Elvis Presley hit songs like Hound Dog and Jailhouse Rock so they're really really big songwriters and then they gave this song to the Clovers who were a doo-wop group where were they from this group New York or? Washington 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 and they formed in 1946 mm. and there's actually been like loads of members constantly changing members one of them at one point got called in to be in the war in 1951 their lead singer. It's quite like the Sugar Babes. 
Um, <laughs> John Buddy Bailey, Harold Lucas, Charlie White, Matthew McWhorter, Bill Harris, Billy Mitchell, Thomas Woods, Billy Shelton, John Phillip, Charles R. Stevens, James Toy, Walton. That's literally only 25% of them. Then in 1964, a white group called The Searchers also released Love Potion Number 9 which is a story about a man who's really bad with women and then he takes this potion and then he falls in love with everything he sees, which is very similar to alcohol. Yeah, a white group covered it and then it went really high up in the charts. So I'm not going to get into the politics of race and America. This isn't the podcast for it. But at the same time, interesting. It reminds me of 90s pop in that it like completely disregards any sadness. Yeah, and I think... A lot of people really fetishize like doo-wop and like the 1940s and they're like, oh my God, life was just so great back then. But it really wasn't. And there were a lot of tensions and, you know, life was still just a shit is, a, is now, if not worse. And then music is just purely escapism. These aren't like historical artifacts, but it had a lot of um, doo-wop as a genre really influenced a lot of pop, a lot of rock. Lou Reed used to write doo-wop songs early on in his career. And also, this is something I discovered, Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys, is a cover. Oh, my God. And, like, the close harmonies of, like, the doo-wop sound is really influential on loads of, like, bigger pop music. Is it a sample of... No, 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 it's, like, a full cover. It kind of just, like, as a genre, sums up a lot of cultural appropriation. The first time I learned about cultural appropriation was (laughs) the film Bring It On. Did you see that when you were younger? Yeah. And it's literally about how, like, Kirsten Dunst's cheer team, like, are literally stealing the cheers of the Clovers. The I East think... Compton Clovers. Oh my and God. who sings this song? The Clovers. That was nice. It tied in with my first young 90s awakening of cultural appropriation. At the same time, it's also very soothing. The writers of the song are both Jewish. And this isn't the podcast for it, but a fascinating deep dive into American musical history would be to see the interplay between Jewish songwriters and african-american groups but again that's not the podcast for this <laughs> <laughs> so intense <laughs> yeah we're talking about anxiety but ultimately do what will chill you out oil digging frack. um so wherever you are guys on your run just be really proud of yourself like if especially if you're on a hangover like it's fine to like give yourself a bit of a break now like you can walk for a bit if you want mm. and then pick it back up if you want to Look um, at a dog. laugh live live laugh pray eat Love. all of that so I'm going to go on to my next song. Right. So this is Kiki Gyan, Feeling Alright. That was Kiki Gun feeling all right. Nice. Um, which was made in 1981. Whoa, you're obsessed with 1981? Lucy, that was last episode. No, sorry. 1983. <laughs> oh, right, okay. We moved on two years. I quite also like the feeling of, I don't know if you've, our listeners, or you had this, Flora, but for my brain, it's like, especially on a hangover, this is very much enhanced, where... You have, like, your optimist, mm. the devil, mm. and logic. 
Oh, God. The logic is literally the size of, like, a fingernail <laughs> on <laughs> a hangover for me. The optimistic side is telling yourself, like, everything too far, like, too positive. But then what I quite like about this is, I'm kind of going off on a tangent, but, like, how feeling all right is okay. Yes. And it's not about, like, overexerting yourself or not doing anything at all. It's, like, living in that lane that's, like, that nice calm lane like feeling all right it's okay like you have drank a lot as we've said your chemicals gonna be slightly imbalanced right now absolutely fine like that's cool so going on this run is just an example of living in that middle ground the radical center yes it's so true i think so often we feel we have to be you know when someone's like how are you you have to be like oh awful or like oh my god amazing it's like, it's okay to be like, yeah, fine. Like, like oh yeah, not. I'm okay, actually. I'm not fine. I'm actually, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, and that's such a moment of peace you get to on a anxiety over where it's like, the day's a write-off. I'm not going to get anything actually done, but I know that I'm doing the right thing. I don't feel great, but I'm also like not crying. I mean, if you're crying right now, that's also fine because <laughs> it's good to let out emotions. But feeling all right is all right yeah so that's why i really like the song i think it's speaking with the yeah the logical yeah of course you're gonna feel a bit bad you've had a night out but that's okay also don't be in the mindset of like i'm gonna run hungover 10k as we always say seven out of ten go for seven out of ten you don't have to go like 20 out of ten especially as we said on a hangover three out of ten yeah maybe you got with a three out of ten last night <laughs> and that's why you're so anxious yeah but that's okay as well he probably really appreciated it or she or they what you did wasn't that bad and even if it's bad within the socio-political dynamics of your own friendship group your friendship group doesn't matter my friendship group doesn't matter there are aliens like that's Whoa. <laughs> what <laughs> who told you <laughs> um Okay, apparently, like, NASA are trying, like, to find out a way to tell us humans that there are aliens watching us. Okay, exactly. Whatever you did last night doesn't matter because there are aliens. That's a really good quote. Oh, also, I thought you'd quite enjoy this quote. Um, at the age of 18, Gyan, so Kiki, had made more than a million dollars, had hung out with Elton John and Mick Jagger, played for the Britain's Queen, and cruise on champagne-drenched luxury ocean liners to island hop in the Caribbean. That's like, he's done well. 18. He was doing most of that underage. <laughs> With the Britain's queen. Yeah. Holy fuck. Who is this person? He's um, from Ghana. Love it. Uh, came over to London. And very young, to tell us like 15. To sing? To, he was like, uh, he did like, yeah, he sang, keyboard, produced... God, and he's just come to tell us it's okay, it's to feel all right. Yeah, feel all right. Worth the trip from Ghana, that's what I'll say. Cheers. Run to the snack. Should I do mine?
That was a Gregorian chant called Deum Verum in Latin. And I think it's by anonymous monks uh, because monks used to just sit and write music and not have sex. Do you know why, why they wouldn't have sex? So I think it makes you more like connected to things like magnetically. Because you're not releasing your energy, <laughs> literally. I was at my most, I'm always at my most creative when single. The more you know. Um, I really like that song. To be fair, because at the beginning I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I knew it would be and a I was like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Then I was like, I really get it, especially on a hangover. That's really nice. Our runners now might be like winding down a bit, slowing down their pace, cooling down. You're so right. It's a cool down. It's a slow down. It's also something to look forward to at the end of the run. I found, I found the playing of this particular Gregorian chant, which is a medieval chant from the Catholic religion, on YouTube. And I really enjoyed a lot of the comments. And one of them was from Doug1975253, one year ago, wrote, My mother used to think I was crazy because I would sit in my room with the door closed, curtain drawn, a single candle lit, and just listening to Gregorian chant. And it's actually something to really maybe think about doing like I personally haven't actually done it but I may do it the next time I'm anxious it's just like lines down candle on Gregorian chant on and just try and like meditatively like zone into it that's so nice like that would actually be a really intense sonic meditative experience which is what the monks wanted through God but you don't have to be religious or you could be a different religion and just use these chants as a meditative tool on your Sunday and what I was also going to say which I think really does lead into the anxiety over hangover of anxiety the Sunday night dread Sunday blues the Sunday scaries as some people call them typically people go out on a Saturday night then they get anxiety and a lot of the anxiety is linked to the anticipatory anxiety for Monday morning and as this is a church chant it would have typically been maybe sung on a Sunday. So I thought it tied into the Sunday night scaries or the Sunday night dread or however you want to call it. And um, if you are feeling anxious about Monday morning, you're not alone. I, I want to say what study, but a study says 81% of people felt more anxious on a Sunday. Hmm. And that's whether your boss is good or bad because a good boss makes you feel like you have to live up to the boss and a bad boss makes you scared of them. There is literally no way to look forward to Monday. Other than reduce your cortisol levels by going on a run. Yes. Obviously, the premise of this podcast is to get you running, but <laughs> I'm not a preacher. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just for me, what helps is that we're all in it together. You know, as it gets darker, as you're, you know, you've looked so forward to the weekend up until Friday and then it's closing on the Sunday and you're just stressed and stressed. What can you do? You can go on a run on a personal level. You can riot and take down capitalism because that actually would help with Sunday night scaries. But ultimately, I actually don't have an answer. It's so shit, but everyone is feeling it. Something I saw that was quite a good tip is like give yourself something really fun to look forward to on Monday. Like maybe a particular show you like to watch put that in for Monday or like someone you really want to see like see them on Monday or like make Monday fun in some way for yourself and also another tip some website said worst first 
get the shit jobs done first on a Sunday so that when it hits like 5pm, you're not like, oh my God, and I have to do the like bloody sewing or whatever. Mm. And what you can do instead, if you've got everything out of the way, you've done your run, is just before your Monday, you can just sit in silence with the blinds down, one candle lit, and just listen to a Gregorian chant. Aww. And that one was Deum Verum. It was so nice. Deum Verum. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. What did you, yeah, you liked it. I really liked it. I think that's exactly what the listeners and for myself, I, I actually think I would want. Yeah, it. you know, you think, oh, religious, you think old, but... So what? We're old. No, but I feel like our this like conversation as well is like all tying into like we are just a body. This is a shell of our soul. Mm. Don't be so harsh on yourself for how you're feeling or how you were the night before. Look after yourself and then tidy up the mess you've made on Wednesday. Yeah. And kind of coming back to the physiological, we're just a being... We need to meditate, we need to breathe, we need to eat, sleep. Running has always, we were born to run. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, (laughs) should have put that on it. Just, it's really not as bad as you think. It's really not as bad as you think. Your friendship group doesn't matter. Whatever was uploaded on the social medias doesn't matter. Whoever you texted, we're all the same. And 81% of us hate Monday. And the 29% of people, sorry, and the 19% of people that aren't looking forward to Monday are probably just really, really anxious and haven't even answered the survey and are, like, literally in bed. Yeah. So we're in this sinking ship together. Yeah, everyone feels the same. And one of the things I would really recommend is Mm -hmm. after this run, walk or roll, or even if you haven't managed to and you just need this as, like, advice for... A hangover. Um, Good luck if you're taking advice off us. <laughs> you are fucked. I really recommend going in a bath, getting some Epsom salts if you have any. Otherwise, just have a bath. But that basically brings down your nervous system. I really wondered when we were going to say bath. We've left it right until the end. But mm. bath. And then listen to a Gregorian chant. Yeah. On YouTube. And really enjoy those comments. Really enjoy them. Also, like, people would be quite impressed if they can hear you listening to that. Like, yeah. they'd be like, that's really, like, academic. <laughs> Yeah, you'll attract a lot of people towards you. Fierce. If you've gone on a run, clap, clap, clap. And if you haven't, bet you feel even more anxious that you haven't. <laughs> but thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. To this week's episode. I love that we're ending it quite like calmly yeah, as well. Yeah, give yourself a calm clap. A magnesium end. Like, just chill. Just a nice chill and... You're okay. Feeling all right. We're all right. You're okay. See you next week. Follow us on the social medias. Bye. Bye. See you at the pub. Run. The track. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.